Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hey, good afternoon, everyone. Thank you for joining for our uh, seventh and final conference of our Holy Week retreat. Um, today is Holy Saturday, which is really a very unique day in Holy Week and a unique day in the Triduum because um, on, on this day, everything seems still. Jesus' body is in the tomb um, and nothing seems to be happening. Um, that we can see, but lots are happening um, in the background. And so we'll talk a little bit about that today. But let us begin the prayer in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Ever-living and all-powerful God, your only begotten Son descended into the depths of the earth from which he arose again in glory. Grant to your faithful, buried with him in baptism, to share in his resurrection to eternal life. Who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Again, there is no Mass today throughout the entire world. Because again, our Lord, our Lord's in the tomb. You know, And if you go to visit any churches this morning, or even maybe now, but I assume now, some churches are beginning to, to decorate with flowers and all that. But but if you go to church now or this morning, you see that the tabernacle is still very empty. It's still open. The century lamp is, is not lit because our Lord's not there. He's in the tomb. But if you if you read the reflection that I offered for today, you you may recall that I said, you know, the the, the earth stands still now, but in a little while it will rumble it will tremble it will shake because our lord is coming right back up you know he, he will burst forth from the tomb um and i just want to point you to this picture here this picture that you see here is it's 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 really um what our ancient tradition says happened on um, holy saturday it's that our lord went as we heard in the prayer down into the depths of the earth um he you know, and in the Apostles' Creed, we, we, we pray, he descended into hell, right? That, that our Lord, not only did he die, he went into hell so that he can tell us once and for all, death is conquered. There is no more death, no more sin. God wins at the end. Life prevails over death. Joy over sorrow. And mercy over sin. And so here you, you can see Jesus is going, breaking down the door of, 
of of the netherworld, of the place of the dead, and he was going to bring out with him the the people who's been waiting for him all this time. It's a very beautiful image um, that that um, that we have for Holy Saturday that our Lord isn't just laying there in in, in, in the tomb waiting. Oh, it's it's Easter Sunday, you know. He he. There is no passing moment that that he just stands there waiting. He is doing something. He is he is freeing the souls of the dead, of the righteous, you know, and he's bringing with him um, Abraham and Moses and all of those who have gone before him that were righteous, and even Adam and Eve. There's one other painting that I I did not share here, but I think I put it on the website. You can see. In the painting, this like this crocodile mouth-looking thing, and Jesus is pulling Adam, Adam and Eve out of, out of um, the place of the dead. You know that that Jesus, the new Adam, is now doing what the first Adam should have done was to be the protector, to be the steward of 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 the world of God's creation. And so we see that Jesus um, sort of um, reversed or or obeyed where Adam did not. You know, he 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 where where by one man Adam sin entered the earth, so too by one man we are saved and sin is forgiven. And so it's it's a very beautiful imagery um, that the church gives to us, and not only an imagery, but that it, it, we know that it happened, right? So today, um, if you so the only mass that there will, be, there will be today would be the Easter Vigil Mass, the Easter Vigil in the Holy Night, which happens should happen when it is dark outside. Um, but I know many places, many churches, for um, pastoral reasons, they they have it maybe at sunset, maybe when it's close to dark, but it's really supposed to happen in in the night, in the dark. As late as it possibly can, and so here in Philadelphia at the cathedral, we're, we're going to have it at eight o'clock, and I'll be there. And you're welcome to join us, or you can join via live stream. Um, it'll be a very beautiful mass. Um, it's one of the longest masses that we have in in the missal. There are nine readings, right? I think seven from the Old Testament, and then the Epistle, and then the Gospel. But but we have all we have many readings, and we. You will enter the church in darkness, right? Because Christ is in the tomb. Our Lord died. So the church is empty. The church is dark. But then we will light the Easter candle. And for three times, the deacon or the priest will say the light of Christ. And with each increasing time, candles will be lit. The light will be turned on. And then right after the last Old Testament reading is read, the Gloria is sung, the bells are rung, and then we hear the great Alleluia, the Alleluia that is that is in in progression, that gets louder and louder with with each step. You know, this is the night that that our Lord has won for us salvation. This is the night that dead was conquered, that death and sin was conquered. This was the night. When our Lord rose victorious, and we will get into the um, today, I just want to focus a little bit on the exalted, is what we call the Easter proclamation, 
it is, um, if you remember two years ago, um, it is what I chanted at the Easter Vigil Mass, the Exalted. And so today, I just want to look at a few of those lines and then just enter into some quiet meditation and that will bring us to the end of our Holy Week um, retreat. Okay, so let us take a look. So in the beginning part of it, this is not the first line, but after the, after the first or second stanza of it, we see this. Rejoice, let Mother Church also rejoice. Arrayed with the lightning of his glory, let this holy building shake with joy, filled with the mighty voices of the peoples. You see, the body of Christ, the people, we have an important part in the church, in the liturgy. It is our voices that fills the buildings, that shakes it with joy because of our Lord's resurrection, because of the, of the work that he has done for us. So we should rejoice with mighty voices, making the walls shake and the ground tremble. Who for our sake paid Adam's debt? Again, Jesus, who reversed what Adam did. Through Adam, sin entered the world, but through Christ, sins are forgiven and death is no more. And pouring out his own dear blood, wiped clean the record of our ancient sinfulness. How beautiful this is and, 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 and how much it tells us about who Jesus is. Jesus is, is the one who paid Adam's debt to the father. Not just by paying any sum or silver or gold. He paid with his own life, his own blood. He poured his own blood out so that Adam's debt can be paid and so that our ancient sinfulness can be wiped clean. And you will hear in the letters in the New Testament that I, I think it was St. Paul. I forget which letter, but it said that, do I forget, maybe it was Peter. Either way, one of the letters in the New Testament said that you were not um, um, ransomed or, or, or uh, redeemed for any sum of gold or silver, but by the blood of Christ himself, by Jesus himself, right? That, that, that yes, Judas, he betrayed our Lord for 30 pieces of silver. And what did that, and what, how did he end up? He ended up in regret, threw the money back, and he hung himself. Those 30 pieces of silver bought him what? Bought him temporary pleasure, bought him temporary joy, bought him temporary relief. But he lost our Lord. And he ended his own life. Because our deep friendship with the Lord cannot be bought with any sum of money. Our redemption, our eternal life cannot be bought by any good work that we do. It has been bought already by the blood of Christ. And I think this last line here on this screen wiped clean the record of our ancient sinfulness. From the very beginning, from the garden with Adam and Eve, our Lord wiped 
that sin away, which is what, which is our original sin. Our original sin is wiped clean by with our baptism because of our Lord. Because of our Lord's resurrection, we have baptism because we have this water from the side of his 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 body, the waters of baptism and the blood that wiped away our sins. And so it is with our Lord's suffering and seemingly lifeless body that has gave us new life and wiped clean of our sins. Very beautiful. And here we continue with, um, I have a few more stanzas of the exalted here. Then these are the feast of Passover in which is slain the lamb, the one true lamb whose blood anoints the doorposts of believers. So we can see here now that the exalted goes through our salvation history from Adam to Abraham, to Moses, to the Exodus and to us today. So the face of the Passover, again, when our Lord, when the Lord got appeared to Moses, asking him to bring the people out of Egypt, he said, you know, um, procure one lamb that is of one years of age and then put the blood on your doorpost so that when the angel of death would go over, he would pass over your house and you would not be harmed, right? But this time, this Passover, the lamb is the lamb of God. Jesus himself, right? And then again, we are reminded of, of, of history. This is the night when once you led our forebears, Israel's children, from slavery in Egypt and made them pass dry shod through the Red Sea, right? They passed through dry shod. The Red Sea was parted and they were not even wet at all. Tonight was the night that they were that we remember this, that our Lord brought the people out of slavery into freedom. The same with us. We are brought from our slavery to sin, to freedom in the children of God, into the freedom of the children of God. This is the night that with a pillar of fire, Banish the darkness of sin. Sin is no more. This is the night that everywhere throughout, that even now throughout the world, sets Christian believers apart from worldly voices, vices, and from the gloom of sin, leading them to grace and joining them to his holy ones. Bring it to today. We are set apart from the world, my brothers and sisters. With our baptism, we are set apart. We are sanctified. We are blessed. What that means is that we are set apart as God's chosen people. We are not of the world. Do not forget that this reminds us, sets us apart from worldly vices and from the gloom of sin. This world will always lead us to sin. The voice and the vices of the world always leads us to sin. But brothers and sisters, we are made, we are set apart from that because we were made for heaven. We were made for joy and peace 
and eternal life. We were made to be led into grace and to be with the communion of saints in heaven. This is the night when Christ broke the prison bars of death and rose victorious from the underworld. Again, I want to stress, I think sometimes we often, we, we recite the creed during maybe praying the rosary or during the Easter or, or during the Lenten season, um, sometimes during Lent and Easter, instead of saying the Nicene Creed, sometimes we say the Apostles' Creed. Um, that's been a, a tradition um, that, that has been long been, 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 been done. Um, that in the Apostles' Creed, we say, right, he descended into hell. Our Lord went down to hell. Not because he was condemned, but because he wanted to go to free the poor souls who had not yet known him, who did not see what we were blessed to see and hear what we were blessed to hear. He went down to the place of the dead, to Sheol, to break those prison bars and let them out and rose victorious from the underworld. Never forget that, that our Lord loved us so much that he even went down to hell. Think about that. Just think about that for a second. Our Lord, who is almighty, all-powerful, all-holy, imagine that. I want to share with you, um, I've been reading a book called The Testament of Our Lord, which is an ancient, a ancient, ancient book um, that talks about liturgy. Um, in like the, the, the first couple of centuries of, of, of the church. And in one of the liturgy prayers, this is what it says. Um, he said, this, he who was full of darkness, the devil, right? He who was full of darkness was alarmed and fearful when he saw the only begotten son descending into Sheol with the life of his divinity. Wow. Hence, this is the night that with a pillar of fire, the light banished the darkness of sin. Imagine this pitch black and here our Lord the light of the world descending down scattering the darkness breaking free the gates of hell and pulling the people out and bringing them back up to heaven imagine that just imagine that he who was full of darkness was alarmed and fearful when he saw the only begotten son descending into Sheol with the life of his divinity. The enemy is scared of life. He is scared of the light and he is scared of all that is holy. You and I, we are filled with the Holy Spirit. He can't touch us. The enemy can't touch us if we don't let him. 
our Lord, who was full of divinity, full of light, full of life, went down to, to the place where everything is the opposite of him, so that those who has gone before him can have now have hope, have hope. Just sit with that for a second. Just sit with that for a second. Now, how does it relate to us today? Yes, we're filled with the Holy Spirit. We are anointed. We are baptized. We are confirmed. We're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Yes, all of that is true. Yes, original sin has been wiped away at our baptism, but the effects still plague us, right? We are still tempted. We still fall into temptation because of the effects of original sin. But that is why we have the sacraments. That is why we have our Lord in the most holy Eucharist. This night, my brothers and sisters, should remind us that, yes, throughout our lives here on earth, there may be times of darkness. There may be times when I, when there is gloom, when there is sin, when our weaknesses seems to be overpowering us, there will be days that will seem that way. But we must always remember that this night did not end in darkness. This night ended with the light. That no matter how dark our days may be ahead of us, that light of Christ will never be extinguished. That light that is our Lord resides in us. We need to remember that we are bearers of Christ. We are bearers of the light. So when we fall into the trap of our weaknesses, of our sinfulness, of our temptations, of our flaws, of being tempted to live in the darkness. Remember this night. Remember this night that even our Lord descended into the darkness. But he brought with him light and life. And my brothers and sisters, if you would like and if you want our Lord can pull you out of that darkness as well. But he won't force you. He offers his hand. But it's up to you to take it or leave it. And I hope you take it. Because the trip that he will take you on is an amazing 
an amazingly unbelievable one, one that leads to grace and to communion with God. Easter is almost here, my brothers and sisters. In a few hours, in fact, like in Hong Kong, Australia, Easter is always is already here. And so I want to invite all of us to think about how our Lent has gone today. Before we celebrate Easter, have I let the Lord in? Have I let the light into the darkness of my life? In what ways have I grown closer with the Lord? In what ways have I not? Do not think that just because you were not faithful to one of your Lenten um, sacrifices, that Lent was messed up. No, 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 no. Do not say you do not ever think you you had a bad Lent. Don't ever think that. You had the Lent that our Lord wanted you to have. That even with failed attempts, our Lord brought you through it. And our Lord showed you something, whether about yourself or about him. So if you so even if you have fallen during Lent. It was not a bad Lent. It was the Lent that our Lord allowed you to have. And I invite you to allow him to be with you this Easter season. Knowing that he has broke through the gates of hell. And rose victorious from the underworld. Bringing with him all the righteous souls and he's waiting for us. Will we? Will we um, fill the church with mighty voices? Will we shake the church buildings and the walls? Will we, like our Lord, will we walk into the world that is dark now with racism, with violence, with turmoil? Will we walk into the world and will the darkness be afraid of us? Because we are bringing Christ's light with us. This Easter, my brothers and sisters, I invite you to be that light, to be that pillar of fire that when you walk out into the world, the enemy runs from you. Violence runs from you. Unjust, injustice runs from you. And evil flees. I invite you to allow the Lord to lead you into the world and journey through it in a way that when evil sees you, it runs away because it sees Christ in you. Let us pray. Oh, sorry. I want to invite you to... Um, just pray now about um, in one second here. Let me see where it is. Give me one second, okay?
So I invite you to just be still and rest with our Lord. Just contemplating over all the things that we have just prayed about and the exultet and, and a great gift of our Lord descending into the dead, breaking free those chains of death. And also to bring to the Lord our excitement about the resurrection because we know that we will journey through this world. Again, there will be times of darkness, but we look forward to the resurrection because we know that like Christ, we will rise victorious from the dead and that death is, is not the end. So let us just bring to our Lord all that's in our hearts right now. My brothers and sisters, our Lord is risen. Our Lord has rose victorious and triumphant over sin and death. And so I wish all of you a very happy, early, blessed and holy Easter. You know, our, our Lord gives us a lot of hope. I mean, you can see that he rose from, from dead with his wounds and I will save that for a later conference. But, but just know that any suffering that we may go through now, it will only make us have come to appreciate the resurrection all the more. That any suffering that we may undergo now is nothing compared to the glory that our Lord will bring us into. 
let this be your hope. Let the resurrection be your hope. Because that is our only hope. Without this, our lives would, would be meaningless. But because Christ died, descended, and rose from the dead, because of that, we have hope. So my brothers and sisters, thank you for joining me these past week, this holy week, and praying with me and, and meditating with me and, and growing closer with the Lord with me. I wish you a very happy and blessed and holy Easter. And you're in my prayers and please pray for me. And now I will just close with a, a, a prayer from um, this tonight's mass. It's just a collect. One second here. There's a collect is after reading, so it's different. <laughs> okay. Let us pray in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. O God of unchanging power and eternal light, look with favor on the wondrous mystery of the whole church. I'm sorry. That that's a different prayer. I meant this prayer. I'm sorry. Let us pray. O God, who make this most sacred night radiant with the glory of the Lord's resurrection, stir up in your church a spirit of adoption so that renewed in body and mind we may render your undivided service through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Brothers and sisters, the earth is still still and quiet but not for long for our lord will rise from the dead so now i'll stop the recording and then we can have a little chat okay god bless you all for more audios videos blog entries and other resources please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org